بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم محمد نسلی اللہ رسول الکریم اما بات الحمد للہ ٹوڈے از دا ففتھ آف اپریل ان دی ایئر ٹو تھاؤزینڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی تھری الحمد للہ of Surah Al-Ma'idah. So inshallah to spend the session on this blessed verse. So the verse, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem, Bismillah Rahman Rahim. From those two who call themselves Nasada, we did take a covenant, but they forgot a good part of the message that was sent to them. So we estranged them with enmity and hatred between the one and the other till the day of judgment. And soon will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala show them what it is that they have done. So here in the previous verse, Allah ta'ala mentions the breach of the covenant of the Bani Israel. Now he mentions subhanahu wa ta'ala the covenant of the Nasada. The Christian covenant may be taken to be the charge which Esau gave to his companions, which the disciples accepted. Glimpses of this are found in the Gospel of St. John, even as it exists now. John 15 verse 26. It is those who call themselves Christians who reject this. True Christians have accepted it. So now what's interesting, if you look at the verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, those who call themselves Nasada. قَالُوا إِنَّا Nasada. So Imam Qurtubi rahmatullah alayhi, In his tafsir, <coughs> volume 6, page 85 of the English translation, he states, The fact that it does not say from the Christians indicates that they innovated Christianity and then called themselves that. Something similar is reported by Hassan al-Basri. So look how interesting, the precise wording. Allah Ta'ala says, those who call themselves Nasada. So, Imam Qurtib was saying that this shows that this is an innovative term. So Allah Ta'ala said they've called it themselves. This is nothing to do with the teachings. And also, Shaykh Maududi Rahmatullah, he goes at length into explaining this. So he says in his commentary of this, the disciples, radiyallahu ta'ala anhum, were called Christians first in Antioch. When Barnabas and Paul went there in 43 a, a Christian era to preach the Gospels, referred to the Acts 11-26. So the first thing Shaykh Maududi mentions is that the, the first time they were called this was when they were preaching to the Romans. And this is about 40 years after Isa a.s. Then he said, though this name was also given to them, contemptuously by their enemies. Yet by and by their leaders accepted this, saying, quoting the Bible, 1 Peter 4 verse 16, If you be reproached for the name of Christ, be happy. If any man suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. So Shaykh Maududi says, so the first time was 40 years or so after Christ, then the enemies called them this. And they accepted it eventually. 
Then Shaykh Maududi says, at long last, they lost the feelings that the name Christian was a bad title that had been given to them by their enemies. Thus, it is clear that the Quran has not called them Christians because of the contempt associated with it, but has called them Nasada, helpers, in order to remind them that they were the namesake of those companions of Isa, who had responded to his invitation and said, We will be the helpers of Allah. So Allah is honoring them here. He's, he's actually telling them, Subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm not calling you Christians. I'm calling you Nasada. Now why? Because in Surah 3 verse 52, in Surah Ali Imran verse 52, Allah Ta'ala mentions there explicitly. And it says that Christ said, Who will be Qalaman Ansari ilallah? Who will be my Ansar? Said the disciples, Amanna billahi wa ashhad bi anna muslimun. Nahnu Ansarullah said the Ansar, we will be the helpers. We believe in Allah and bear witness we are Muslims. So it's explicit. Allah says in the Quran that Isa said, Who will be my Ansar? And then Ansar said, We will be and we are Muslims. Not only they acknowledge that term, because we are also Muslims. So Shaykh Mawdudi mentions here that. Allah has told them the correct term that they should be using. <laughs> then Shaykh Maududi says, Is it not an irony that instead of being grateful to the Quran for giving them the name, the Christian missionaries of today should bear a grievance against it for not calling them Christians? So think about it. They should be called Nasara. <laughs> and yet he goes, No, we're not. We're Christians. I <laughs> know the history behind this is nothing but stupidity. <laughs> Astaghfirullah. So this is the first thing that Shaykh Maududi mentions, Rahmatullah. Later on, in Surah 5, verse 54, was interesting. The Jews. So in just a few verses on in the same Surah verse 50, 44, sorry, Surah 5, verse 44. Allah mentions, It was we who revealed the Torah, therein was guidance and light, by its standard have been judged. Those who became Jews. So look how interesting. Allah says, I gave the Torah to Musa, and they judged by it. Who judged by it? Those who became Jews. So Allah is mentioning they became Jews. So Shaykh Maududi says, Here, all the prophets were Muslims and the Jews had been give, had given up Islam and turned Jews has incidentally been stressed. So not they're turning away from the labels given by Allah Ta'ala because we are Jews. But Allah Ta'ala goes, you call yourself Jews. And also uh, the eldest son of Yaqub was Judah. So and what's interesting even in Islam, what's the kunyat? You usually go by the eldest. So my father, Rahmatullah, he was called uh, um, uh, Fa- uh, Abu Farooq because the eldest son was Farooq. So who's the eldest son of uh, Yaqub? Judah. So they seem, they've used that, they've taken that to add it to their religion, but this is not correct. But now another fascinating thing. Allah Ta'ala says in Surah 6 verse 161, 
ملت ابراہیم ابراہیم علیہ صلاۃ وسلام ہوئے سو واس انٹرسٹنگ اللہ تعالیٰ ملت ابراہیم دین شیخ مودود This is another distinctive characteristic of the true faith. Millat Ibrahim has been given preference to Millat Musa or Millat Isa because the followers of Musa and Isa والسلام, had applied the misnomers of Judaism and Christianity to that way. Moreover, the term Millat Ibrahim has been used because both Jews and Christians acknowledged Ibrahim as a true prophet. They also knew that he died long before the births of Judaism and Christianity. Thirdly, the Arab mushriks also could not deny his way was the right way. For they believed he was a righteous man in spite of their ignorance. They had to acknowledge that the founder of the Kaaba was a pious worshipper and not an idolater. So look at beautiful. In Surah 6 verse 161, Allah Ta'ala mentions another phrase we can use. If you wish. Surah 6 verse 161. And what does he say? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Qul innani hadani rabbi ila suratim mustaqeem deenan kiyaman millata ibrahima hanifa. Say, verily my Lord has guided me to a path that is straight, a religion correct, the path of Ibrahim. Allah Ta'ala says you can use that term. Why? And look how beautiful. Why didn't he say the path of Moses? That was Islam. The path of Christ because they messed it up. He goes, the Jew, the Christian. So Allah Ta'ala doesn't use Millata Musa, Millata Isa. He uses Millata Ibrahim because he came well before. They didn't mess with that. Alayhi salatu wasalam. Secondly, the Jews and Christians have to acknowledge that. He's a prophet. So when you say Millata Ibrahim, they're not going to deny that. And also, just to put the cherry on the cake, the mushriks, they believed in Ibrahim. So Allah Ta'ala says, that's fine. Millat Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wasalam. So now, this covenant of this. So first of all, Shaykh Maud, um, Imam Qurtubi, rahmatullah alayh, in his uh, Tafsir, volume 5, page 335 of the English translation, he gives you a history about how this came about, this faith of this. So quoting, It has been said that the Nasara followed the deen of Islam for 81 years after the ascent of Isa, والسلام, prayed towards the Qibla and fasted the month of Ramadan until there was fighting between them and the Jews. So what did Imam Kuntubi say first? He goes, for 80 years, Islam, it was Islam, even when Christ went up, والسلام, He goes, they even fasted in Ramadan. But then he goes, there was a fighting between the Muslims and the Jews. Then he said, the Jews had a bold man called Saul who killed the group of Isa Islam's companions. He stated, if Isa has the truth, then we have disbelieved and denied. We will go to the fire. We will be deceived if they enter paradise whilst we enter the fire. I will deceive them and misguide them and they will enter the fire. Astaghfirullah. So what happened? Paul. Saint Paul, you know, this great saint of the Christians. It should be called um, 
Paul eternity, <laughs> not Christianity, right? Because they're following Paul, right? But who is this Paul? So Imam Qurtubi says he was a Jew. And he said, if Isa wasalam, is true, we're doomed. We're doomed. So I'm going to make sure to mess that message up. Then what did he say? Uh, sorry, Imam Qurtubi, he said, I will misguide them, I will make them all enter the fire. He had a horse called Al-Uqab. He suddenly made an appearance of regret and put dust on his head and he said to the Nasada, I was your enemy. I am Paul. I received a call from heaven saying, you have no repentance until you become a Nasada. Thus they brought him inside a room in the church and he stayed there for a year during which he did not leave either night or day until he had learned the Injil. So what's interesting, the Bible mentions this. He was on this road to Damascus and again, he, you know, he said, I saw a vision of Christ and Christ, I can't even repeat what he said to him. Is why do you fight against and use the male genitalia? Right? And then Paul, this was his like vision. And then he did Toba. He said that. So here Imam Qurtubi goes, he goes to the Nasara. What does he say to them? He goes, I've seen the light. They bring him into the church, which must have been obviously a masjid. He stayed there for the year. What was he doing? Learning the Injil. He came out and said, I received a call from heaven saying, God has accepted your repentance. So the people now had a great love and affection for him. So he's basically saying, look, you know, Alhamdulillah, I've seen a vision. Second Bakwas, right? And he goes, Allah Ta'ala has accepted. He goes, yes, yes, subhanAllah. Then it says Imam Qurtubi, he went to Jerusalem and he put Nustur in charge of them and told him that Isa, the son of Maryam, was a god. So, who are the Nestorians? This is the early sect of Christianity. Where did they come from? Paul. Baba Sa Paul. He told one of his men, he goes, Isa is, the son of Maryam is a god. He said that in Jerusalem. He, he planted his man, Nestur. Then he went to Rome and told them about the divine nature and the human nature. He said, Isa, wasalam, he was not a human being. He took on a human form, nor did he have a physical body, but he took on a corporeal form. He was the son of God. He taught this to a man called Yaqub, the Jacobites, another early Christian sect. So he went to Rome, he spread his kufr there. Then he summoned a man who was called Al-Malik and told him, God still exists. And Isa still exists. Mm. When he control, he had control of these three men, he summoned them one by one and said, You are my deliverers. I saw Isa in a dream. He is pleased with me. He told each of them, I will sacrifice myself tomorrow and use that to draw near to God. Call people to this creed. So who were these planters he put? The planters were Jews. He was the big shaitan. They were the little three shaitan, the Yehudis. And what did he say? Because I'm not going to get martyred. Because God is definitely going to please with what I've done. I've messed them up. He goes, call the people. 
then he entered the abattoir and he killed himself uh, he considered this to be a martyr on the third day each of them called people to his creed a group followed each of them and they fought and disagreed until today <laughs> so all the three would disagree because he's god because no he's not he's the son of god because no he's not he's this and that all christians follow one of the three groups this is said to be the reason for their shirk with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this narration is what lies behind the words and he mentioned verse 14 what does allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say we stirred up enmity and hatred between them till the day of rising so if you look at the verse we're going through allah ta'ala mentions that clearly because we stirred up hatred for agh for aghlayna baynahum al-adawata wal-baghda'a ila yawm al-qiyamah this is what he did so this was same paul now what's interesting they've left the teachings of christ they even admit it christ was circumcised why don't you get circumcised paul says you don't need to christ did not eat or you know the the pork why do you eat pork paul said you can't so why are you following paul because he was enlightened he had the true message of the gospels and there you go and what's interesting the same thing happened to islam later on with abdullah ibn sabah there's another story so now with the details now so this is the most authentic narrative with regards to the matter what actually happened so this narration very important to authenticate so this hadith is in nasai and he grades it authentic uh tabari in his tafsir 26400 hafiz ibn kathir in al-bidaya states sahih to the criteria of muslim ibn jarir ibn kathir bahwi tafsir mazhabi ma'rif al-quran so this is a flawless report abdullah ibn abbas radiyallahu anhu he said When Allah the Almighty decided to raise Christ to the heaven, alayhi salatu wasalam, Isa alayhi salatu wasalam went to his companions whilst drops of water were dripping from his head. At that time, there were 12 men in the dwelling. These were the Hawaii youth, the 12 intimate ones. Isa alayhi salatu wasalam said to them, Some of you will disbelieve in me 12 times. after having believed in me he then asked who amongst you volunteers that he be made to resemble me and be killed in my place to so stop in the court what did he mean some of you will disbelieve in me 12 times after having believed in me so if you look at the bible this was peter so when he got crucified whoever that man was he was this companion they wanted to kill all of the disciples of christ So they grab Peter. He goes, "Are you the the one who follows Christ?" He, he, the Bible goes, "No, I'm not. I'm not." Mm-hmm. And he rejected it. The Bible goes three times. The Hadith says he said twelve times. Mm-hmm. So Christ actually mentioned that. He goes, "You're going to reject me, some of you, twelve mm-hmm. times." Then he asked, "Who will take my place?" And he will be killed instead of me. He will be with me in my place in paradise. Meaning, you will be with me in Firdaus. Who is willing to take the mantle? Mm-hmm. One of the youngest of the Hawari Yun present volunteered. Isa alayhi salatu wasalam said, sit down. So now what's strange? If you bring it to our companions of our Prophet sallallahu alayhi salam, they wouldn't let anybody beat them to the punch. 
This is the difference, right? They were hesitating. The youngest one gets over, one of the youngest. And Isa alayhi said, sit down, meaning I want somebody older. He asked again, the same sahaba again, so sit down. This happened three times. This time Isa alayhi said, then it will be you. The appearance of Isa alayhi was then miraculously cast upon that young companion, radiyallahu whilst Isa والسلام, was now raised to the heaven through an opening in the roof of the house. So what happened? Allah Ta'ala took Christ up. والسلام, immediately the Sahaba took his image. The Jews then came barging in looking for Isa والسلام, and they arrested the one that appeared as him, killing him by crucifixion. So what's twitching is, if you look at the narrative, they put a thorn on his head because this is the king of the Jews. And they made him carry the cross and they were whipping him. And all of the details are mentioned in the Bible and also some of the historical references. That actually is probably true. Mm-hmm. So the Sahaba went through tremendous hardships, even though it wasn't Christ. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? The report continues. Some of them then disbelieved in Isa 12 times after they had believed in him. And they divided into three groups. Look how interesting. Ibn Abbas is explaining this. One group, Al Yaqubiya. You just explain who they are. <laughs> Al Yaqubiya, the Jacobites, who said, Allah Ta'ala remained with us as much as He willed. He then ascended to the heaven. So look how beautiful. You've got to combine the reports. Who are these? Why are they called Jacobites? Because that was Paul's disciple. Then Ibn Abbas said, another group, Nasturiya, the Nestorians, they said, Allah Ta'ala's son remained with us as much as he willed. And he raised him up to the heaven. Paul's second disciple. <laughs> A third group, however, said, Allah Ta'ala's servant and messenger, alayhi wasalam, remained with us as much as Allah Ta'ala willed. And Allah Ta'ala has raised him up to himself. These are the Muslims. The last group were of course the Muslims. Those, the two unbelieving groups, collaborated against the Muslim group and virtually annihilated it. So what was Ibn Abbas referring to? He was referring to the Council of Nicaea. 300 or so years after Christ's ascension, where the Christian, the, the Constantine Emperor, he goes, sort yourself out. I'll bug you with state authority. There were Muslims there, Christians, and all sorts of jokes. But who did he choose? The Kufr Wali. So they subdued Islam. Thereupon Islam remained unjustly concealed until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Muhammad. And then Ibn Abbas recited this verse, Surah 61, verse 14, the translation. A portion of the Bani Israel believed, and a portion disbelieved. But we gave power to those who believed against their enemies and they became the ones that prevailed. And he went on to explain, this is when Rasulullah came and Islam then became dominant once more. So this is the authentic report about what happened. So who was the one who took the place of Christ? It was that Sahaba. So now there's other reports which mention it was Judah who was transformed as a punishment. So that's also mentioned in the books of history, but it's a historical narrative. 
This is a hadith in Nasai Sahih to the criteria of Muslim from Abdullah ibn Abbas. So why are you going to the historical narrative? Right? So if anybody goes, Judas, you say, well, it's there, brother, but you've left out a Sahih report from a companion of the Prophet And this explains the passage, Surah 4, verse 157. So in Surah 4, verse 157, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, he mentions there, they say, we have killed Christ, Isa, the son of Maryam, Rasulullah. But they killed him not, nor did they crucify him. But it appeared to them so. And those who differ therein are full of doubts, with no knowledge, but only conjecture to follow. For a surety, they killed him not. <laughs> so Allah Ta'ala makes it explicit. He goes, now look how strange the Yahudis are. They're boasting about it. If you've killed the messenger of God, do you boast? Allah Ta'ala goes, they're boasting. We've killed him. Mission accomplished. But Allah Ta'ala goes, They didn't kill him. They didn't crucify him. It appeared to them. Look how beautiful. Sayyid Hadith, does it go with the Quran? Of course it goes with the Quran. The Quran and the Sunnah go together. Who was this person? Right? It was that Sahaba. And then Allah Ta'ala says, they are differing now. They're going to keep on differing. They're full of doubts. So now, why am I mentioning all this? Because this is explaining this passage. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, look what he's telling you in this verse, verse 14. Those who call themselves Nasara, we took a covenant, but they forgot a good part of the covenant that was sent to them. So we estranged them with enmity and hatred between the one and the other. Till the day of judgment. And soon will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala show them what it is they have done. Now what's interesting. If you look at the English, you don't see what's happening in the Arabic. Mm. At the beginning of the verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's now changing from the first person in the beginning of the verse to the third person. Why? Mm. Because he's illustrating the change from the personal relationship of the covenant which he gave with love to the impersonal operation of justice and judgment. So simply put, what is Allah Ta'ala doing in this verse? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them the covenant. This is the in the first person out of love he was doing that. But then suddenly at the end he turns to the third person. Now why is he going to the third person? Because now he's operating by justice. Oh my God. <laughs> so somebody goes, what do you mean, oh my God? Do we want Allah Ta'ala's justice? I don't want it. I don't want to go near it. A person goes, why not? Because you're doomed. You want his mercy. Right? The Prophet said, Mercy, you are successful. Justice, you are doomed. So in the verse, look what Allah Ta'ala is doing. He's actually telling you what's going to happen to them. He goes, first I gave it with love, the covenant. This is my love. They broke it. Then now he's going to the third person. Now he's going to go, because I'm going to deal with them. In other words, you're going to get my justice on the day of judgment. Boy, in English, it's all gone. <laughs> You don't even see it, right? So the scholars point these things out to highlight, look at what trouble they are in now, unless they repent before they die. And the other thing I want to mention before wrapping, there's a report. 
So this is recorded by Hafiz ibn Batta in Al-Ibadah number 588, Hafiz ibn Abd al-Bar in his Jami Bayan al-Ilam number 1772 with a Sahih chain. Ibrahim al-Nakhai, he recited this verse, Ayy verse 14, he explained. This anger amongst them, hatred, was because they were arguing and debating about the religion. They started argumentation and debating about the religion. So this is a tafsir from a senior tabin about what caused this enmity amongst them. They were arguing. The Council of Nicaea, what happened? So what happens with the argumentation? You end up with the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why there's a very famous hadith to finish. The hadith is in Tirmidhi, number 3253, Ibn Imaj, number 48, and it's Sahih, uh, Mishkat, number 180, and other references. The Prophet, Abi Umam, he said, No people have deviated away from the except those who engage in debating. Then Rasulullah recited this verse, Surah Zukhruf, verse 58, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, They say, Are our gods better, or is He, Christ, better? They quoted not the above example except to argue. Nay, they are a quarrelsome person. So this is a sahih hadith. So what did the Prophet say? You will lose guidance if you debate, engage in debate unnecessarily. And then what does Allah Ta'ala say? He quoted the verse. So what does Allah Ta'ala quote? He quotes the people. And they quotes the unbelieving Quraysh. They goes, is it our gods, the idols or Christ? Allah Ta'ala said they've only quoted Christ to argue. They have no veneration for him. They are a quarrelsome people. So because of this, the Salaf warned about the great corruption of debating. So note, there's a pl- time and a place. A time and a place is when you're doing it sincerely for the truth. Mm. If somebody is wrong and you're trying to correct them, fine. But just for the sake of it, this is something that causes a deviation of the greatest level. And we ask Allah Ta'ala to protect us from this. Amen. So I'll decide the verse. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن الذين قالوا إنا نصارى أخذنا ميثاقهم فنسوا حظا مما ذكروا به فأغرينا بينهم العداوة والبغضاء إلى يوم القيامة وَسَوْفَ يُنَبِّعُهُمُ اللَّهُ بِمَا كَانُوا يَصْنَعُونَ We pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He makes the Qur'an the Nabi of our hearts. We pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He forgives me for any others which are made for inadvertently. Subhanahu wa ta'ala 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 subhanahu wa ta